0: The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. On News Talk. Green Scene. On The Pat Kenny Show. With AIB. Working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future.
1: We pledge to do more. In the green scene, how rising water levels are bringing crocodiles and hippos into closer contact with people than you might like. But first, the toxins in some paper straws that we use to replace the plastic ones. We're joined by Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Ruth, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So, you think you're doing the great thing, you're using a paper straw now instead of your plastic straw, but no.
0: I know, so... Single-use plastics have been banned in the EU and obviously straws were one of the culprits, a single-use plastic. And as you say, most people have switched to paper straws if they still use straws or maybe bamboo or some people have even got sort of reusable straws made out of things like glass and stainless steel. Um, But a new study from Belgium decided to look at those straws to see are they really a better choice for us? And they, they went and found all sorts of different kinds of brands of paper straws, so 20 different brands of paper straws and then a whole rake of other glass straws, bamboo straws, stainless steel straws and they did look at some plastic straws as well. And what they found was nearly all of the straws, all of them in fact apart from the stainless steel, contained some of these forever chemicals that we've talked about before. So they're called PFAS chemicals. So so they're most famous for being in Teflon Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about them before because they are now everywhere. They were created back in in the last century. They had this amazing slippy ability to stop things sticking because of their carbon fluorine, fluorine bonds in the chemicals. They were miraculous. They were used in microchips, in waterproof clothing, in stain resistance um, materials. But they're really in, in recent years they've been linked to all sorts of health conditions. So some of them have been banned, but of course industry have kind of found other ones. And there's tens of thousands of these types of chemicals out there. And most of them are completely unregulated. And now we find they're also in our straws. Now,
1: presumably they're they're okay to use in some of the applications you mentioned, but Um, not in relation to foodstuffs.
0: Well, I mean, the reality is there's tens of thousands of these and we don't even have full toxicology information on all
1: of them. No, but if you're wearing a raincoat that has this stuff on, you're not going to drink the rain that comes you're off. not maybe your dog might you're but. you're not but
0: the problem is that they're leaching into the environment so where they're used in manufacturing they go everywhere and in fact that they could even have got into these straws just from being in the environment mm. into the bamboo and you the call them
1: forever chemicals and that's the problem that's they the don't problem. break down and, and
0: they are literally everywhere now so you know it's just one of those things we probably for most people most people don't need straws and it's just one of those things maybe we could get rid of out of our lives without too mm. much we
1: hardship. were using a million plastic straws a day a
0: million plastic straws a day I I, I don't know who's doing all
1: the drinking, but there you go. So what are the implications then? What do we do? Do we, I mean, I have never seen a, a stainless steel straw.
0: Yeah, no, you can you can get stainless steel straws and they, they, but I mean, obviously they're more expensive. I mean, it's another material to use. And I think that is the question. There are certain people who have medical conditions, really, that straws are, are really helpful for them or, you know, for some children it is helpful. But really, they're, they're not something that we need. And we do need to get, the levels of these forever chemicals under control because they are everywhere. So there is a new um that the Europeans Chemical Agency now have put forward a proposal that we would entirely ban all of these chemicals, so the tens of thousands of them. But because they are in so many manufacturing chains and are everywhere, this is going to take a long, long time to do. So the EU might decide to vote on this next year, but they would probably have to give industry, you know, a decade or more to come up with replacements. Because as you say, we may not actually have to replace them everywhere. There may be some places where it's sensible to keep using yeah. them and control the, the sort of manufacturing chain. Um, but but certainly it will be a but challenge. 12,000 to get
1: forever chemicals. That's a... You know, to, and someone will come up with uh, 12,001 and then 12,002. So you, you have a list and then you have to keep adding uh, to it. Now, let's talk about rising water levels yet again. We talked about Libya a few yeah. moments ago with Scott. We're talking about the Rift Valley in Kenya.
0: Yeah and as I said I mean, prior to Libya when we think about climate change particularly in the Horn of Africa we often think about drought being the big issue but, but as we heard from Scott rainfall is a big issue as well and the Rift Valley in Kenya is this long valley where there's many many lakes some of them are saltwater lakes they're famous like Lake, uh, lake Nakuru which is covered in flamingos it's kind of a soda lake really good for wildlife but there's also freshwater lakes Is that lakes. why flang-
1: flamingos are pink? <laughs> well,
0: they, <laughs> they're they, alkaline they, they, They're alkaline they, the, they eat the little shrimp that give them the pink colouring yeah but but then there are freshwater lakes. And we know communities tend to live around freshwater lakes. And There's around a million people living around these lakes in Kenya. So lakes like uh, Lake, lake Naivasha, Lake Baringo. But over the last number of years, the levels of these lakes have been rising because of increased rainfall. Some of them have more than doubled in size. So you, So you can imagine that if you live near a an yeah. lake and it doubles in size. You know, they're threatening. Some big lakes have swallowed up smaller lakes and some of the big lakes have actually threatened to join together. There. you know t- two of the lakes Lake Bogoria and Lake Baringo they're normally 60 kilometres apart and in heavy rainfall they've come within four kilometres wow. of each other So because we've seen changes. that kind
1: of effect on the Shannon for instance exactly. uh, you know the flooding of the Shannon a basin when you've a, a huge amount of rainfall and you can no longer see the Shannon because all the fields are, are the Shannon
0: exactly exactly but I mean certainly here the, I mean water levels of over eight metre rises um, you know like a two storey building um, so and it does seem that it is rainfall, although people have said could it be tectonic activity, could it be deforestation? You know, a study from last year says really the the increased rainfall is likely to be the main culprit. And just to kind of bring it into, into, into perspective, you know, if we go back to 2019 in a town called Marigat, that's like beside Lake Baringo. So 2019, they had a huge amount of rainfall. It just literally started to flood rain. They had three months of heavy downpours. And of course, we all know what happened in March 2020, Covid arrived. Uh, so the whole place went into shutdown. They had seven months of school closures and building closures. When they came back to their town, huge swathes of buildings were underwater. You know, hospitals, churches, even the Kenyan fishing ministry was underwater and 11 schools. So when schools reopened, there was 11 schools that were just submerged. Gone, submerged. And there was children who had kind of gone back to near where the schools were, Two of them were killed by crocodiles before they even got back into school. And since then, there's been increasing numbers of people, women going down to get water by the lakes, people who are fishing, trying to have their livelihood back. And, and, and the populations of hippos and crocodiles have both grown uh, as, their, as this mm-hmm. expanse of water has opened up. So now we're seeing regular reports of people losing limbs, children being dragged into the, into the lake um, by these growing populations oh. of these huge predators
1: who obviously have been thriving in the absence of human intervention and so on uh, during the pandemic. Absolutely. Um, There is a legal action uh, which has been started. Who's taking it and against whom?
0: So 66 Kenyan residents of this area have taken a lawsuit against the government. So they are saying, I mean, again, a bit like the previous conversation about preparation, they are saying the Kenyan government have not taken steps to protect the population against the climate crisis. They're demanding financial compensation for everything that they've lost. I mean, they're seeing an increase of waterborne diseases um, like malaria and cholera because of the water being closer to people. You know, they've lost their land, their livestock. And of course, this is following a whole range of court cases now that we're seeing internationally. We had a case in Montana recently, which is potentially going to make that state for change its rules on fossil fuels. And actually, after seeing only about, in 30 years, there was about 800 cases against governments about negligence when it comes to not climate change. Not doing what they should not be doing, doing. what they should have done. We've seen over a thousand cases in the last six years and it does seem like the courts uh, are going to play. How
1: many have been, been won? Play. That's well, the question.
0: Well, they are starting to be won now, I think, as, as the, the impacts become more evident.
1: Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.